Everybody's full? It was a good meal? Yeah, I think I overate, but I was really hungry, and then I finished everything in my box. So, um, I, it was really hard for me to just narrow it down to one person, because everybody in my, in my workshop was just awesome. But I have, a, I have asked um, Ave Peters to share his painting uh, with you guys, and, and so if, you, if I could have him come up. So we could probably grab your painting. Um, like I said, we there's I got to hear from a lot of the people that got to actually finish their painting and received interpretation for their painting. Um, but I can only choose one, so I chose this one. But uh, I, I really felt like the Holy Spirit really wanted this to be gifted to someone today at this time. So I'm going to give you the microphone so you can share maybe a little bit about your painting and maybe who, who it may be for, okay? okay. So I All, right. All right, so this painting, this picture I saw yesterday during worship, I just saw this picture of, uh, this is dad throwing his kid up in the air, and they're just having a lot of fun, they're just, giggling, laughing. Um, I feel like this is God. This is God. It's, it spoke to my heart. It's like, this is so, like, I feel like this is for somebody that has kind of like lost their childhood early, didn't have a very good relationship with their dad, and this is God saying, this is me. This, I, am, I am daddy. I am, and I love playing with you. I love just running around with you and laughing with you. And uh, he wants to bring back that that playful um, spirit of like when you were a child just running around. Um, so, yeah, that's basically it. So if there's anybody here that can identify with that, or there might be multiple people, but. Okay. Do you want to come up and, and claim your painting? And like he said, yes, give him a... And like Ave said, obviously, these may be ministering to many, many more people in the room. So, take it, take it as as that, guys. So, do you want to ask him maybe what this is meant? So yeah, what what does this mean to you? Uh, it's really difficult because um, yeah, it's okay. Um, my father and my mother divorced when I was four. And I didn't have an adopted father until I was six. And he wasn't really physically demonstrative. Uh, he provided financially and morally. But um, this is something that didn't happen. And a lot of people have been encouraging me. And God's been speaking to me about that very thing. So I just feel like he's wanting me to get back to trusting him as being my earthly father. Even though my real father wasn't really there that way for me, so. All right, we'll just uh, pray for you. God, thank you so much for Jeff, and we just uh, thank you so much for his life, and uh, we pray that 
you would, you would see the reality, the full reality of how you are daddy. That you love throwing them in the air, you love playing with them, you love laughing with them, you love just having fun and um, just running around, being carefree. Jesus, you're so good. You are daddy. And we just uh, just pray that this administered Jeff's Jeff's heart and he would, he would take this to the next level in Jesus' name. God is awesome, right? He knows. I don't know. Maybe, maybe many of us don't get to really fellowship with each other, and don't, we don't really know the depths of maybe the hurt or things that are in in us. And so, it's really awesome to see God highlighting someone and letting them know how much He loves them, and how much He wants to restore their childhood, how much He wants to be that father to them, and and reminding people so that's that's really awesome i'm sure this is ministering to more than one person in the room but i'm gonna hand the microphone to taylor okay thank you okay uh so for mine i was gonna ask natalie and mariah to come up um they had a cool testimony from what happened in the dance and movement workshop that involves each other we had um quite a while of just dancing and worshiping with the Lord. And um, he was speaking to all of us, and he was speaking certain things to Mariah that she'll tell you about. And then we did an exercise where we came together, and we kind of practiced um, putting that practical application of asking the Lord if he had something for someone and uh, doing a dance or a movement over for them and then interpreting what we thought that it meant. So we did that exercise over each other. And so I'm going to let them kind of tell what happened. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, um, in the beginning, we were just kind of dancing and worshiping God. And I was just in my own corner. And the Lord kept speaking to my heart and showing me this picture of a set of crowns he had made for, like, a little girl. And they were all beautiful and stuff. But one had gotten stolen from her. And then he was showing me that he was fixing to replace it and bring it back and put it back on her head. And he was fixing to give it back. So he was just speaking that to my heart, but he was not giving me anybody's name for it. And so, but it was just like so adamant. I just saw this vision. And um, so it was just in my heart. I wasn't saying anything yet. And then we did the exercise. Mariah didn't say anything. And then we did the exercise and... So, um, <laughs> I was seeing a crown, like, on a table, and then some girl was picking it up and then putting it on her head, and <laughs> so I didn't know who it was for, and then whenever we were in the circle, I was like, oh, it's Mariah, so I did, <laughs> I told Mariah, and then she told me what she just told you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Natalie came up to Mariah and it was just absolutely like Holy Spirit just dropped in the room. She was just like, I just keep seeing this motion of a crown being put on your head. And then they were both crying. Sorry. They were both crying. And we were all like, <laughs> oh my God. 
crowns and girls, and it's awesome. So, um, so yeah, so it was really cool. They nobody knew anything. It was just the Lord speaking to us, and and it like links up like a puzzle. So I thought that was really cool. So who's next? Thank you, ladies. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Meetings. Okay. I think that uh, based on the reaction that we had when we did the sharing portion of the portrait and creative writing, that everybody really got a lot out of it. And Amy is going to be our person who's going to share. Um, for this, when I read this, I felt like God gave this. But I also, when I was sitting here, I think about it. I think I'd like you guys to close your eyes for this while I read this. And um, just kind of imagine you're outside and it's dark at night, um, just kind of like out in the country. There's not like city lights and stuff. In the beginning, my stars, they shone for you. You laid down in the green pastures and looked toward the king. Life came in many seasons, summer, spring, fall, winter, gave you a reason not to rest beneath my love. You gazed not in awe of your creator, but instead of the created. When you did not look up in the stars, where it was hard to see, um, it became hard to see, Lies, sin, and death had clouded your vision for me. The dark no longer made the light brighter. It seemed to overcome. Then you remembered the days of youth. My power transformed you, giving you eyes to see who you truly are, how I designed your life to be. Look like me, the moon. You reflect my sun in the light. In the night, you show love, joy, hope, a vision of the true and glorious and mighty king. Okay, you can open your eyes now. Um, so I also got the word, single word, and it was a well, but not like well-being, but like a well, like in the ground, um, that you have to dig. And, uh, I got the short phrase, God is a well that does not run dry. And I kind of thought that's kind of weird. doesn't really make sense with stars. Um, but then we were waiting to go on to the next activity. I started drawing this picture and, um, it's the stars and there's a girl on a raft, floating in, like, lilies and stuff. And uh, just when I was looking at it, it, like, reminded me of a movie I used to love called Anne of Green Gables. It's, like, one of my favorite movies ever. And um, she's always in dreamland, sort of, like, the Lady of Shalott. And, uh, um, you know, everyone's kind of like, you're crazy. But um, she's always writing, and it's just really awesome. And then um, then we got to draw words, and it, mine was glistening. And uh, it really made me think about like the glistening things of God, like you have to dig deep for them. They're not on the surface. And so I felt like that was the significant of the word, significance of the word well. Like the treasures of God are things hidden and deep. And they are, they bring life and they are shimmering and glistening, but you have to dig for them. And so I, I feel like I just want to pray a blessing over that. And so I will do that. So God, I just thank you. Um, I thank you that when we were little and we used to look up at the sky and it was so big and bright and that we could see your beauty, Father, I just thank you that anything in our lives that has tried to steal away from that 
any um, sin or death, Father, um, or grievances that would try to steal away from how gloriously good you are, Father, would not be um, there to cloud our vision of the things that you have for us, Jesus. And I just thank you, Lord, that we do have the ability, Father, to dig deep for those glistening things, those glistening treasures that you have for us. And I just thank you, Lord, that we would be willing to just see that our vision is clouded, that you would reveal that to us, and that you would be made known. In Jesus' name, amen. Todd. All right. Um, we were doing the um, inventing with God, and uh, we did come up with a bunch of crazy inventions that's going to make a lot of money, but we're not going to tell you about them. <laughs> Just joking. If we did that, we wouldn't be here right now. Um, we did, uh, part of our session, we did something called What's Your Beat Down? Okay? And uh, that's Shannon's deal. What's your beat down? Anyways, uh, basically it was, what we did is we had everybody write down something that just kind of hooks them from day-to-day life, not too personal, not too deep, and uh, we uh, had uh, had them write it down, put their name on the paper, and then uh, we passed them back around to other people, and people prayed. We soaked for a while, and people prayed and, and uh, received a download for the solution, and so I'd, I'd like Nathan to come up. Yeah, give him a hand. Clap. I got Candy's uh, problem. Uh, I'll have to put my glasses on so I can see what it was again. It's uh, dealing with negative and limiting relationships. I'm assuming with coworkers, could be some of you. No. <laughs> but my answer to her was pop, the power of positivity. And it's the basic stuff. Surround yourself with positive thinking. Uh, pictures, words, music, color, all those things that make you feel good. Ask God for positive words for people around you. Uh, write positive notes to those people that you work with and those people that are a little bit on the grumpy side and can't seem to find the, the half full side of the glass. Uh, celebrate accomplishments, uh, especially with those people that are a little bit gritty about everything. So find, a, find things to, to be positive with them. And then I had a a scripture for her, and this is Paul, you know, who wanted you to be friends with people, but there's the clause here, Romans 12, 18, if it be possible, as much as lies within me, let me live with peace with all men. Lord, we, we pray that Candy, that not only Candy, all of us could live at peace and be positive with all those around us and that we not be allowed to be sucked in to the negative that life has out there for us each and every day. Amen.
Thank you. Caleb? Okay, so one of the exercises we did in, I'm going to do one of them later, but I'm going to do one of them now. Uh, I had them, <clears throat> some of the people who came are like musically inclined, so I kept it really simple, and I was like, do what you can do, okay? So if you're not musical, and you can't think of any like lyrics, or you can't, or you, or you can't think of any melody, or you don't have any instrumentation skills, um, which this guy's terrible, have you ever heard him play? So, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But if you don't have like musical skills, we'll just make it really simple. Just write some lyrics. And so just partner with the Lord and express something out of your own heart. And uh, we were talking about partnering with the Holy Spirit and how you can express things um, that sometimes God will back up your expression and he'll put his power on your expression, not just us constantly being told to do like a robot. You know what I mean? That he actually wants us to express at a, at a deeper level and trust ourselves. And so um, I'm going to have Josiah share. He doesn't have necessarily music with what he did yet. I don't know if he's going to try to do it later or something. But he did have some just a little blurb of lyrics. So I'm going to let him share that and what he feels like it means. Sure. Uh, the other night I was um, praying at our youth session that we had. We kind of had a, uh, a breakout uh, worship night. And I kept getting a vision, and I think it's sort of characteristic to a situation that I personally kind of been going through and I feel like is very easy for us to fall into. Uh, a lot of times we can move into situations that distract us from the Spirit and distract us from our heart and distract us from things, and we rely on our soul, we rely on our mind a lot. And that gets really tiring. Like, that gets so old after, like just a certain period of time of just relying on your own self to to make your own, you know, productive productivity and it just gets really old. So I got this vision of a plane kind of flying through a fog, kind of a fog cloud, like a low lying cloud. And it was at night and the plane's low on fuel, right? It's it's running empty and it needs to land. It's like real urgent. It needs to land. Um <clears throat> and the runway that it needs to land on isn't lit. So the pilot can't exactly guide himself because he can't see anything. Uh, so I got this, from that kind of vision, I got this, just a small phrase. It really wasn't anything major, but I got this phrase, light the runway to my heart, ground my soul so that I may rest. And I just kept hearing that over and over and over and over again. But I feel like uh, something that my dad always told me, he said, uh, Ground your mind to your heart. Don't, you know, lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own soul all the time. Ground it to your heart and listen to your spirit because you're going to find peace in that. You're going to find rest in that. But when you're running off of your own um, operations and you're running off of your own work ethic and, and idealism all the time, you're going to get worn out. You're going to run low on fuel and eventually crash. And so um, that little phrase right there. Was just yeah, can you weird. say it one more time? Um, light the runway to my heart. Ground my soul so that I may rest. Okay. And so that kind of, even the way you say it, it almost has kind of a phrasing. But, uh, I mean, just to be silly, I would totally put it to a hair metal song. Like, light the runway to my heart. Yeah, that's what I would do. But, uh, <laughs> so, thank you, Josiah. So, um, yeah, that's great. Great. Well, that's so awesome. Let's clap again just because that was so fun. Yeah.
right. So did you guys have fun? First workshop session? Woo!